Another episode of the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley. On today's show, we'll be looking at some milestones the current Avalanche players are likely to hit and where they stack up on some of the all-time record books for the Avs. But first, some news to get to. Doesn't really affect the Avs too much for the second time, but the Central Division continues to be an absolute mess this year as Carolina Hurricanes at least postponing two games coming up this weekend because of COVID issues. Uh, the Florida Panthers are the team most affected by this. They've now played two games and will only have played two games in the first two weeks of the season because they were scheduled to play both Carolina and Dallas early on. Is a little messy. It's a little messy in the Central right now. The West has avoided this, thankfully, so far, but it's going to be gonna be a little bit weird. We're going to see if, if teams in the Central can actually play their full schedule. Yep. A lot of games are going to have to be moved around, but you know, it's just, that's, why they, that's why they wanted to put that cushion there between the end of the season and uh, the start of the postseason is because they, they, they knew these things were going to happen, so... All right. Well, it sucks that it's happening right away, but it is what it is. At least the Panthers aren't uh, on some like crazy winning streak that's going to get interrupted. That is true. They did beat. Hi to everybody. <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of highs in the chat today. So I guess. Hi, chatting. We're early enough, right? It's like nine p.m. European. Yeah. That's not. A, this is not an abnormal hour for people to be awake in Germany at all. Yeah. So. Hi to our friends. Hope y'all are doing well. Hope y'all enjoy the post-game pods after the fact, except for the crazy few of you that uh, that stay up for them. You, you Euro fans are, are maniacs, Euro Lynch and all y'all. It's so impressive, honestly. <laughs> it's so impressive. I, I don't know how you do it. I, I couldn't do it. If I had the games were at 5 a.m., this job just wouldn't be for me. But Don't lie. You're up at 5 a.m. Yeah, but 5 a.m. is like my bedtime. You, like, and, I, you and I would be uniquely equipped to handle it. Uh, probably, but... All the years of G- staying up for GSLs so have taught us how to do this. We, true. we know how to do the, the like 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. nap and how that like sets you up. For a nice little runway into nine or ten a.m. and then you crash super hard. Yeah, yeah, a lot of crashing going on for sure. Mm. <laughs> but uh, speaking of a lot of crashing, nine p.m. in the Czech Republic. Oh my gosh, 
What is life like in the Czech Republic right now? That is not a place I hear anything about yeah, ever. Not gonna lie, I haven't heard anything about the Czech Republic in a while. Just just get her to come onto the pod. She can come on and tell us about the Czech Republic right now. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, are the Chicago Blackhawks the worst team in the NHL? AJ? They are so bad. <laughs> I like we knew that they were not going to be very good, right? Like we knew. We knew. Yeah. It was not going to be great, but then the Kirby Doc injury and the Jonathan Taves illness disappearance. No longer playing NHL hockey. <laughs> this disappearance makes it sound like a unsolved mystery episode. Like tonight on unsolved yeah. mysteries. <laughs> if you've seen Jonathan Taves or have any information about his case, please contact this number. And you're Boy, just like, okay, allergic well. to his hockey gear goes missing. Yeah, yeah. I don't under. I don't know what's going on with him. I like genuinely hope he's okay. Not to make light of anything. I just of have course. a lot of energy right now. Um, I I just I'm not sure. What's going on? But without those two guys, they are awful. Yeah, like we bad. knew that they were bad defensively. We knew that they didn't have an NHL goaltender. But we are they all in on a draft year that doesn't make sense to be all in on? Like, it, sh- yeah, right now, the worst draft year off? in recent history. Like, <laughs> like, would they be better off right now with Paul and Byron or Kirby Doc? I mean, does it matter? I mean, just not even considering the injury, but like, which guy if they if they're building for tomorrow, which guy would you rather have as a building block for a franchise that needs all of the building blocks? Pretty clearly, Bo and Byram. But (laughs) (laughs) given that their number of NHL defensemen currently might actually be zero, yeah, like Duncan Keith has had a great career. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. He has accomplished everything that you could possibly want, and now he's accomplishing the stayed one year too long. And they have a couple of upcoming guys like Boquist, but they aren't quite there yet. Well, I really like Ian Mitchell. Yep. I've always really liked him. He was so good at DU, such a smart defender. That is not a foundational piece. That is a Connor Timmons-level player. Yeah. A good, solid prospect should be able to help you in the NHL, but the the chance that they have the chance that they have a like a legit building block in Ian Mitchell is just really low. Uh, and like Kirby Doc is great by the way. Like he's great. But which which of these guys is easier to find? Is it is it easier to find th- these really really good young forwards, or is it easier to get a really good young defenseman that's ready to go dominate the world? I I do feel like the Avs fan base has already forgotten what it was like from about two thousand nine to twenty eighteen. Right? <laughs> like... you remember how many good young forwards they had? Yeah. <laughs> Shane, Ryan O'Reilly, Paul Stastny in his prime, Gabe Landeskog, like, and they added Nathan McKinnon. They were fine at that <laughs> position. They loaded up on that position, and guess what it got them? Nothing meaningful. They got one division title where things went really, really weird for one year, and everything broke their way, and the universe fell into place, and we thought Patrick Wall was a good coach, and it was just a really weird year. Yep. And they didn't have any defensemen, and it was just, yeah, it, it, Chicago sucks, dude. They're so bad. Watching them, like, they look helpless. 
It, and and what's Jeremy Colleton upset about? Time on ice statistics? Yeah, because one of their games is like tracked wrong, but it doesn't matter because that team just looks awful. I don't know. It's it's definitely weird to see how far they've fallen, which it happens to every team, but Yeah, it's been a slow drip, but then you know, obviously the the, the Taves dock thing really pulled them out of competitiveness to just yep. uproot a team. And they're uprooted team center depth like that and be like, well, well, they're essentially relying on an aging Patrick Kane and a midget that can score a lot of goals. Yo, Munchkin, <laughs> Munchkin, Munchkin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like no offense to Carl Soderberg and Dylan Strom. Those are, they're fine NHL players, but they cannot be leading men. It's just yep. it's not what's up. Yep. So, That's- um, I actually have no idea about any new trade rumors that I, I haven't seen any. I've been working all morning. So if anybody wants to pass me whatever trade rumors they've, yeah. they've dug up, Help we'll us go out ahead and slap those down. We got, we got room for the rumor mill. They, uh, I mean, it, why not trade Kane? That's a, that's a franchise. Great. Right. Like that, yeah. that would be your number one reason why. Also, it's very hard to move money as evidenced by the Ian Cole deal. Good luck moving ten million dollars. Yeah, that's. I don't see how you move it. I in the off season, totally possible, especially with an extra team with no salary cap commitments coming in. They could absolutely make that happen. But ooh, they're bad. Kubalik, I like. I like Kubalik, but he still has to prove that last year was legitimate. Right is twenty twenty two, Cygnus. So. That's yeah. Chicago's mistake. <laughs> like Chicago taking next year when you have the three-headed monster at the top of Brad Lambert, uh, Savon, and and Shane Wright. Yeah. Thank you, and Shane Wright. Totally understand where why you would do that. But this year, when it's like maybe it's Owen Power, maybe it's Carson Lambos, maybe it's pick a guy. Are you really considering taking Luke Hughes? Like, yeah. Yo, George Springer signing with the Blue Jays was sad for me because I love George Springer and that bummed me out. But, you know, good for I, the Blue Jays. I'm glad they found somebody to finally take their money. Looking at the Central Division here while we wait to see if chat hooks us up with some actual rumors or not. Absent yeah. a 2 and 1 with the Blues in Minnesota uh, behind Vegas, who started the season 3 and 0. Look. This is way too early to really be making any assessments. But every team has at least one win except for L.A. Vegas has beaten Anaheim and Arizona? Correct. So far? Okay. Okay. Where are the apps going to get cap space for Flurry? Why would they want David Riddick anyway? How is that an upgrade on anything? Corpus why would Columbus move them? Or why would Columbus move him? I feel like these are... Uh rumors about people who saw Francois was in Gen- and Ger- Gerard is okay. Is this the Denver post article that Mike Chambers wrote? Because they're not trading Sam Gerard. <laughs> they better not after that fanfic last night. Okay. They would. Oh, we need to get, we need to get Cassie to come on here and, and do a live reading of her fanfic. <laughs> we should, we should definitely do that. I am so down. <laughs> Uh, Perfect for our Friday shows where things just get weird. Yeah, exactly. That'd be a free skate Friday. Fanfic Friday. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
not exactly clear how Frankie got hurt uh, sickness, but everything we've heard is that it's not particularly serious, so mm-hmm. it, making a trade based on that would be kind of nonsensical. It would be such an overreaction right after they watched all those goaltenders go through on waivers last week when yeah. they were like, we feel good at this position. And now they're like, we have to go out and get a starter because Frankie tweaked something in practice. It, if you're not... If you put Hunter Miska in your third goalie position and you weren't willing to take any of those dudes, including Aaron Dell, who was on waivers just a few days ago. Yeah, they would not have gotten him. Too many teams were going to Sure, but if they're not even willing to put their name in the ring on any of those dudes, Mm -hmm. then you just have to go with Miska and trust your gut at that point. Like, there's no reason to make a panic move at this point. So, it's true. Yeah, Yulia's Hong Kong waivers is interesting um, because he's got the prospect type, but he quickly became super duper overrated. But well, it's it's like, what is Dallas doing? They lost Patrick Nemeth on waivers. Yep. Now they're about to lose Hong on waivers, and these are guys that teams have tried to trade for, and their asking prices have been too high, and now they're just going to expose these guys to waivers and lose them for free, and it's like I just. I am so blown away that the Dallas Stars have managed to be even kind of competitive. They have no identity. They have no focus. Their cap situation sucks. Their prospects suck. They aren't particularly young. It's like they're propped up on mediocre coaching and great goaltending. And Miro Haskinen. I don't... uh, The Dallas Stars make no sense to me. They make no sense to me. There's like... There's there's stuff that I understand in the universe, and then there's the Dallas Stars existence. I you know what doesn't make sense to me here actually, AJ, is mortgages. Dude, also don't make any sense to me. What even is it? How did we come up with this? I I don't get it at all. But AJ, did you just buy a house? Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have a mortgage. It doesn't mean that I understand what's going on around me. I just know that there's lots of noise, and then people are like, money, please. (laughs) So if you want to buy a house without being as confused as AJ, you're going to want to head to Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com where you can sign up for a free consultation and a chance to win some free DNVR merch. I'm sure you've probably heard how great mortgage rates are right now, but Mike and Virginia are not just your typical mortgage company. Yes, they can get you an amazing rate, but what makes them different is Mike is a certified financial planner. So all that noise, Mike listens to it and tells you what it means in layman's terms. So, Rubro, that's 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 too weird. I, I don't know about that one. Might have to... Might have to draw a line in the sand. <laughs> That's uh, your alter ego after five or six beers. You turn, you go from Rudo I to become the Rudo. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, Rudo. If you think this is going anywhere, you're wrong. Oh god, Rubro is now a thing. All right, all right. Well, is it Rubro's birthday? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Do you work for DNVR? Then it's your birthday. All right, perfect, perfect. So check out. Mike and Virginia today, they can really help you out when it comes to any sort of financial planning as well, but particularly mortgages at dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, Ooh. NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. 
second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. (laughs) Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I did want to get into some of the Avs milestones. Um, Obviously, over the past couple of games, three significant milestones. Nathan McKinnon hits 500 points. Gabe Landeskog scores 200 goals, and Miko Rantanen scores 100 goals. Wow, they're off to really good starts this year. They sure are. Yeah, <laughs> crazy season. I mean, scoring is way up. <laughs> <laughs> scoring is up about 6 million percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but McKinnon in particular is where I wanted to start. Um, He's good. He is the fourth all-time scorer in Avalanche history now. He's going to be there for a while. He's got about 200 points to third place. But he's entering a territory that the modern Avalanche have not seen from anyone. There's a very real possibility he's closer to third place than fifth place by the end of this season. Word. Um, the kid is... I, I just want people to appreciate what they're seeing with Nathan McKinnon. Because... They don't come around very often. Uh, As far as milestones, you can expect McKinnon to hit. Games played this year, he can move, if he's fully healthy, all the way up into ninth place in Avalanche history. He currently sits at 11th. Where's Landy in games played? Landy is up in fifth place. He should be in fourth by the end of the season, assuming health. Passing Cody McLeod for fourth place. Still has Foot, Sackick, and Hayduk ahead of him. Cody McLeod. 659 games as an AV. He played a lot of games. And if that doesn't sum up the 2010s of the Avalanche, I don't know what does. Best development win, Cody McLeod. Yep. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, I mean, legitimately, got a good good, good long-term player out of... He was a legitimate NHLer for like five, six years there. Yeah. So. Impressive. Good for Cody, too. Oh yeah, totally. Well earned. Now, now he's got like the job. He's got like the life where he can just sort of do what he wants. Play in the AHL part time while also Chilling being in the press kids, box. Yeah, getting to choose when, getting to choose when he plays and when he doesn't. It's crazy stuff, man. Uh, for Landeskog and Rantanen, honestly, I just really like comparing their career trajectories. Took Landy quite a bit longer to reach 200 than the pace that Miko is on. Yeah. To reach 200 goals. <laughs> it was definitely interesting to be like, wow, Landy hit 200. That's awesome. Wow. It's crazy to think that guy scored 200 goals for the Avs, and then oh, Miko's already halfway there. <laughs> yeah. That happened fast. It did. It did. I Both of them, Landis Gog, sixth all-time in points, very possibly could move into fifth over Alex Tangay. 25 points behind Alex Tangay at the moment. He's at 463, Tangay at 488. But Miko, as a 24-year-old, he's on, this is his fifth year in the league, could potentially be a top 10 all-time avalanche scorer pretty easily. He only needs 24 more points to pass Lyles and be in the Avs' top 10 all-time. As this is like this is what McKinnon didn't have 
at the start of his career. He had that great rookie year, and then he had the handful of down years. Yeah. That kept him from being in that like insane pace echelon of, of players that we see from Miko, who not quite a point-per-game player, but awfully close through nearly 300 games. So... We've talked about it, man. Like if Miko, if Rantanen keeps up where he is, um, points per game wise, yep. like you spread this across a decade, you're talking about a borderline Hall of Fame career. Yeah, throwing a couple cups or something. If he, if they have any kind of meaningful team success, and he continues to be point per game in the postseason. We're talking about one of the best players of a generation, easily. Yeah. I and he has the kind of talent too. We see it. You know, you you see he's such an underrated playmaker, but his shot is so special. And then that's his his combination of size and skill is just it's so rare to find. Yeah. And then personality wise, he's not a dumbass and he's everybody's little brother. Everybody loves the guy. It's like he gets sort of lost in the shuffle a little bit. I think he's okay with that. Yep. Like, I think he's happy letting McKinnon and McCarr do all the post game interviews. Landis Gog is the face. Miko just gets to go out there and be a little insulated, like high expectations, but is living up to them at every turn. Yeah. And I think uh, always loved personally the type of player who lets their game do the talking most of the time mm-hmm. and and miko is, has been in a prime position to do that which is great i you know being baby yager or whatever you want to call him doesn't hurt either but every time every time i say baby yager i hear baba yaga and it makes <laughs> I, me think it, of, it makes me think of john wick yo some of these reverse hits i think people wake up to to Miko Ranton and Cold Sweat, so Bobby Yaga might not be that far that's, off. That's, like, that's true. <laughs> uh, one other one, AJ. You don't have to be super specific here, but give me a point estimate on Kale McCarr this season. Fifty six games played. Um, he's not going to play all fifty six. Let's go with. I'll go with forty five. 45 points. That would put Kale McCarr ninth all-time on Colorado Avalanche defenseman scoring. It's only his second year in the league. Yeah. Um, and Barry's out there. Lyle's out there. Ozilinch is pretty high. But McCarr is not a talent that Denver has ever seen on defense. Even... Like, looking at the legendary Avs defenseman, they got Ray Bork at the end of his career, who was still great, but thrived off of shot volume from the point, mostly. Yeah, and, like, was very successful in that version of the NHL where he had a great shot, but shooting from the point was, like, an emphasis of the league at the time. Like, that was a thing. Um. Who also chewed up a ton of power play time. But, yep. like, Ray Bork was still really good. At the end. Of course. Like, 
Ray Bork's a legend. I, I don't want to take that away from him, but well, and, and like there's a difference between Ray Bork in 1995 and Av's Ray Bork. Yeah, exactly. Like, Ray Bork was still really good as an Av, but he was also very clearly not the Ray Bork level Ray anymore. Bork. Yeah, like, right. That's okay because his D partner was. Yeah, I mean, Rob Blake, pretty good. And yeah. again, though. What what made Rob Blake successful? Defensively, big hip checks. Offensively, bomb of a slap shot. Under, really underrated hands, though. Like he, sure. he had some serious, serious skill. But none of these dudes can skate like Kale McCarr. Yeah, no, total, they look totally different. Uh, the only the only other guy that's comparable to Kale McCarr in Abs history is Sandus Ozelich. Yeah, I would say archetype. Probably the most similar talent-wise. I think Kale McCarr's got him by a pretty wide margin. Yeah, I'm sure. But, I mean, say this Ozelinch, you know. Yeah. There's still there's still some uh, – say this Ozelinch had a top three Norris finish. He had a 20-goal season for the Avs. He still, I believe, owns their best, um, most prolific offensive season from a defenseman. So, you know what? Kale McCarr's still chasing that guy. Yeah. I He is. He, he's still chasing that guy, but I think that's my point is Kale McCarr's three games into his second full NHL season, and we're talking about him chasing top three avalanche defensemen of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not to, not to be completely forgotten, Sam Gerrard, though. Yes. I believe he's already in the top ten of F's, F scoring for, among defensemen. I believe he is currently ninth. Yes, he is. A ways to go to catch Martin Skula, but could catch him this year. Uh, obviously, you know, a lot more assists than goals coming from Sammy to, to get where he is. Yeah, Probably, Martin, almost certainly will catch Skula in assists. Martin Skula. <laughs> yeah, to, to be clear, Skula had 113 points as an Av. Sam has 85 points currently, but it took Skula almost 400 games to get to 113 points. So if we're talking about points per game, Gerard is what, like 200? 220, yeah. So <laughs> crushing in, in points per game when it comes to... I don't know what the opposite of is. I don't have a noise for it. I just have the thumbs up. <laughs> just a thumbs up? Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have like a dramatic noise to make. That's it. All right. If comes out from the end the bottom end you have to burp for the thumbs up right and that's like <laughs> okay <laughs> no okay all right moving on uh finally philip grubauer in goal i <laughs> it is what it is i it's what it is it's a good way to put it <laughs> you're chasing two dudes for a long long time yeah i Varley clearly established himself as the number two goaltender in Colorado all time. Grubauer currently by wins is down in seventh. We'll catch Theodore. Certainly probably will catch Craig Anderson, but just based on opportunity and time in net here, probably still behind David Abisher even. Yeah. So it, an interesting year when it comes to those things. Now, Goaltending is one of those ones where it's hard to keep metrics over a longer term because if Grubauer throws up a 930 save percentage or something this year, 
that catapults him into a conversation entirely different than the one we're having right now. He also, if that is, if he's going to play that well, the abs probably win like 45 games. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like a nine thirty save percentage is so high. It probably won't happen to be clear, but is he above Budai? No, he won't catch Budai this year. Budai has a hundred wins as an av, by the way, if you were wondering. I wasn't. Yeah. I think I think half of those wins came in the second half of that one year where they couldn't lose and then they lost the one game and they missed the playoffs because of it. <laughs> uh okay. A lot of really shaky math went into that right there. Yeah, the that was half of the season, the he's half of his hundred wins. <laughs> some some crazy it. stuff going on. I don't know. Just ignore it. I was All making right. a point. I was I'll remembering the, I was it. remembering a fun time in Ad's history. I'll take your word for it for sure. I'll I'll trust you on that one. I mean, look, it was just just some interesting milestones to to keep an eye out for there. There are a few other ones as well. I think EJ's gonna gonna hit some games played milestones. Well, I've played six hundred games with the Avs this season if he stays healthy, which he might. I mean, we'll see. I I think that's. That's kind of the interesting point, though, is you're talking about EJ and Landeskog as the most experienced guys on this team. I guess Matt Calvert, too, but most of his time not with Colorado. And their game totals are not that insanely high. The Avs don't have yeah. super-duper ultra-veterans anymore. Let me, ask, let me ask you this, since I'm just thinking about it now, but... If the Avs, assume he stays through the end of his contract, if the Avs win one cup, do you retire EJ's number? I mean, you might. That's that's a tough question. Like if, if he stays healthy and he actually plays out the rest of his contract in Colorado, okay. he's going to be the games played leader all time and for defensemen in Colorado. And so that, and then if they win a cup plus a cup consistently wears an a, like you probably put an a on the banner. If you retire his number, if he plays out that full career, he's this is for awesome. A for awesome. EJ. Awesome man. Just a bunch of letters. Don't even retire his name as Johnson. Retire it as a picture of a condor just to piss off AJ. <laughs> uh, but he probably has conversation up, anymore. He also ends up momentarily, if not permanently, top three all time in abs scoring. Uh, he should pass foot this year for fourth. Play- say, theoretically speaking, say he stays like. Five more years. Oh yeah, if he stays five more years, I think it's and they win like easy retire, easy retirement. Then yeah, no okay. doubt about it. All right, cool. Just so. I was just I was just curious because it feels like Eric Johnson sort of gets lost a little bit when we talk about Avalanche history. Yeah, because Tyson Berry outscored him um, and was like the more electric player. Um, his era is kind of defined by he's he kind of got overshadowed by Matt Duchesne and you know, I mean he's been here for a decade 
if EJ plays five more years, even if it's just 60 games a season, he's a thousand game player in the NHL. Now, some of that came with St. Louis, obviously. Yeah, not a bad, not not bad for a guy that a lot of people talked about as like a bust, right? Yeah, for sure. And you know, he'll he'll never live up to the first overall pick, but that's not. No one has cared about him being a first overall pick since he came to Colorado. So yeah, he didn't have that. He did, he's never had that stigma here. Yep. Which, just P.S. Just saying. It's kind of the Tyson Joe's thing we talk about. If they were to move him, that you would have none him. of that stigma. Exactly. The team, thing, yeah. the team that got him would just be like, okay, we got the guy. Whatever he becomes, great. Yep. I think that's exactly right. We can take our second period break there. Oh, you- my God. The Avs can't even get out of the second round. They're never going to win anything again. <laughs> Dude, AJ's having a day today. Uh Breckenridge Brewery, you can get eight different kinds of beer on tap down at the DNVR bar. I highly recommend you get yourself some beer for Friday night as we're ready to play some drinking games for that Avalanche game. Just just letting you know, Friday's going to be a wild one. So get yourself some Breck for you can get it down at the farmhouse or check your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find some beer near you. We also have DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. You can turn $1 into, do we know why this is $257? Like, is there a specific reason that they chose that amount of money that I'm just not a big enough UFC fan to understand? <laughs> uh, but you bet $1 on McGregor to knock out his opponent in the first round. And if he does, you win $257 when you sign up with a new account and use code DNVR at sign up. So, which UFC is this? I don't know. Yeah. Like, okay. It's UFC 257. Oh, That's it why. is. Okay. There you go. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Putting two and two together there. Look. I don't. I don't know if McGregor's going to knock this dude out or not. But for one dollar, it's just a value proposition at that point. Go get your money. Give yourself a chance to win two fifty-seven. When you sign up, you also can get a sign-up bonus of up to a thousand dollars with that DNVR code. So head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook and sign up now. Let them know we sent you. Must be twenty-one or older. Colorado only. Additional terms and conditions apply, as well as restrictions. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Big UFC guys here. Clearly. Yeah, clearly, clearly, we're really big on the the UFC scene. I actually do like watching UFC, but it's not something I make time. Yeah, see, I'm happy to watch it because it's like this will take no longer than twenty minutes, and I'm yeah. into that. Right. Exactly. If it's I, don't, I don't know anything about it anymore. I don't follow it at all. Like, not even a little bit anymore. I've always preferred boxing. Boxing is the shit. Um, UFC is whatever. I'm happy. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm happy that people like it and that we have a cool combat sport. I try to follow it in the hockey offseason. It's but... very gladiatorial, and I yep. appreciate that. There's no complicated anything. Go in there and beat each uh, other up like could barely <laughs> scrape out a win against LA. Ah, oh, the ads are overrated. They're so bad. <laughs> I mean, Vegas was down two nothing to Arizona and barely won that game. So 
I guess they're bad too. Like somebody's gonna have to. The Blues have lost a game eight nothing this year. Somebody's gotta come out of this division of scrubbos. <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> the Avs have the best differential. Nope, Tampa's plus seven. Avs are only plus six. Avs suck. Sorry, it's over. <sighs> well, that just means they can lose in the conference finals. There you conference go. Finals this year. It's just the semifinals. Yeah. Hey, that means they got. That means that they got one round further. So does that mean they're not allowed to win the cup again? Like, how many rounds do they have to win before you start to believe the team is good enough to win a championship? I heard you have to win two cups before. Because they, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay didn't even win a playoff game the year before they won the the uh, Stanley Cup last year. So that's true. Eliminating the first round the year before, didn't even win a game, let alone rounds and shit. Uh jeez. A milestone we didn't touch on. Does Byron play game number one Friday, AJ? I think I think it's Friday. Yeah, Friday. I would definitely play him on the second night of the back to back. You're a little bit tired. You can get some fresh legs in there. You can get some ultra energized legs in there. I am. Mm. Byron plays on Friday. I would not play him tomorrow night against the Kings. All right, I like it. That I would play him Friday against the Ducks. I think that that's still that's where it's at for me. Easy money. It. it Anaheim, not a great team this year either, but there's always the John Gibson factor. Yeah. Should yeah. be an interesting weekend. What's their uh, What's their schedule? The Avs or Anaheim's? The Anaheim's. I don't know off the top of my head, but I can find out as I pull it up right here. Anaheim. Do, basically, do they play they, Thursday? No, they, they have the rested day. Okay, so they probably get Gibson twice then. I expect they will get Gibson twice. Anaheim plays at home on Wednesday, which is today. So they're sitting at home waiting for Colorado to come to town rested. So the Avs will have to deal with that. Um, but I, look, I think the Avs are capable of beating Anaheim regardless. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious, just to derail us completely, because my brain is all over the place today. I'm genuinely curious. Like, are we are we a Homer podcast because we think the Avs are good enough to win the cup? Uh, no, I'm actually curious of this too because I think anyone who watches our podcast on a consistent basis doesn't think we're homers. Yeah, well, and like we have like we view things through an avalanche lens, For obviously, sure. but we're paid to do that. Like that's what we do because you also like, you know, your audience, we're not, we don't have a, you know, we don't have like a bunch of a bit for the, for the record, by the way, Rudo and I don't have any moderating controls over chat. Yeah. I've never blocked a single person. So I don't know. Yeah. So if something, if somebody's getting blocked or removed or whatever, um, it's not either of us doing this. So, I'm I'm curious though because yeah the last last year I think we expected the Az to make the playoffs but the last yeah. two seasons before that every Avalanche review I did almost every day on this podcast we would come on and be like look 
the Avs could legitimately miss the playoffs this year if they make it great, but I don't know if that's a realistic expectation. Yeah. I mean, I thought that the first year they made the postseason, I said that I thought their ceiling was about 85 points. Yep. And, like, I know it's weird. I know if you just joined the podcast, we've been pretty high on the Avalanche this year, but I that's because the Avalanche are that good. I Like, this isn't a Homer thing. Uh, the Avs are just a good team this year, so... Yeah, and, like, it, it just seems interesting. I don't – because, like, I understand, like, we talk about the ads every day and, you know, like, we're happy when they win. And, you know, covering a winning team is just more fun. I've covered losing teams and I've covered winning teams. Guess which one is more fun to be around all the time? I think it's the losing team. It's – like, covering a losing team is an interesting job from a coverage perspective. Um, like you, you're just focused on different stuff, right? It's, it's a lot easier. Like there, there are certain days like today, for example, we're not entirely sure. Like what all, what all do you guys, what all do we talk about? The team is good. They've won two of their three games that they've played. They don't have a ton of problems right now. There isn't a whole lot to criticize. Like, I feel like we do our best too on every single post game pod, even the eight Oh game. We pointed out like, Hey, the third line could be better. Like it's yeah. not all, it's not all flowers and rainbows. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know. Our, the guy that was in here that was talking about these things and was calling us homers. Like I'm, he's not said anything. I don't know what's going on with it. Uh, but I was genuinely curious. It, like, I think it's an interesting conversation because we're talking, you look at the way media coverage right now is so strange in sports, right? Yep. Like they called the game, they they called the game um, from like remotely last night. And it was yep. so weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, it felt like two guys watching the game. It was almost like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 where like two guys are watching the game on TV and they just happen to have it, microphones in front of them. Well, it, was, I, it was a weird feel. I, I don't think it was that weird for you and I because we do this in our free time. We sit around and watch online esports tournaments all the time and it's that's a lot fair. it felt a lot like that to me. Yeah, that's fair. Um but at the same time it's noticeably different from your normal hockey call po- uh show. Like even the audio quality, you can tell it's different when they're casting the game from home. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it's a little bit weird and, but I, I agree with you, AJ, like I'm not hating on anyone calling us a Homer. If that's your opinion, that's fine. Yeah. It doesn't, it in no way bothers me whatsoever. I'm just, I, I like the conversation. I think it's, I think it's interesting. I think it, not only it's interesting, I think it's a, it's a good conversation to have because at the end of the day, we at DNVR want to make content that we like and content that's good. Yeah. But look, the people we're making this content for are sitting in this chat right now, chatting about the abs, chatting about our show. And if yeah. you guys want to see something, the yeah. majority of you, that's what we'll do. <laughs> like, I can chime in here. So I didn't block a guy. I put him in what's called a timeout. Um, and he's just not allowed to comment for 300 seconds. Uh, us producers are in charge of the chat. Five minutes. What? 
Yes, it's five minutes. Yeah, don't blame Rudo and AJ. We're in charge of it. Um, we try and we consider the chat an aspect of the show. We love the participation of it. And so we try and keep it a place that is a beneficial aspect of the show. And so sometimes that involves running the chat a little bit. So my apologies if that upsets anybody, but we're trying to make this as fun of an experience for everybody as possible. And sports are fun. And that's the whole point behind DNVR is that sports are fun. So yeah. what Kale is trying to say is know your place, trash. <laughs> that is not what I'm trying to say at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I okay. I mean I Yeah. I'm 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 way more offended by the assertion that we're we're fragile because we blocked somebody with a dissenting opinion. Right now, we've spent so much. We've spent so much time, uh, basically agreeing with each other that the abs are really good. That is, it's it's kind of fun to, it's kind of have. It's kind of interesting to have somebody come in and be like, "Oh, they're unlikely to win the cup." Yeah, no, like, it's. I think it's good. Like, one of my favorite things in the playoffs last year was all the uh, the spicy stars fans who. You know, they disappeared when the going got rough while we were still here. But when it was 3 1, we had a lot. We had a lot of Stars fans on our shows every day. <laughs> but, but look, we want to interact with the chat too. So, you know, that was pretty fun. I, it is what it is. Not everyone's going to agree with us, and that's fine. I'm cool with it. Uh, we hope the majority of you enjoy the show. On that note, it's been a weird show. We're going to get out of here. It's been a weird show. <laughs> it's uh, been fun honestly dissenting opinion guy um we're we're sitting here telling you we don't we don't mind your opinion yeah uh, for real like i anyway i would uh, say statistically speaking all teams are unlikely to win the cup right yeah, there are 31 right. teams only one of them can walk away from yeah, the cup the favorites at six and a half to one so Less than 20% for the favorite team. But anyway, uh, we've been working today on some extra stuff. I hope you guys keep it posted. I believe we'll be doing something on YouTube in the coming weeks. Uh, hashtag goaties. <clears throat> what? I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not, but I think it's okay that I did. Keep your eyes out for those coming soon. Thank you, everyone, watching, listening chatting supporting the podcast however you may we appreciate all of you very very much we hope you all have a wonderful hump day and we are going to get out of here with strava craft coffee the cbd infused coffee that has really changed lives it's fun highly recommend you try it helps with joint pain other aches and pains migraines you name it i don't know if we have cold brew back at the bar yet but we'll get it very very soon yeah I i thought it was supposed to be making a comeback Shortly. I don't know. Yeah. Down and he might be better in tune with that than we are. I'm I'm not sure if it's back or not, but it'll be back soon at the bar. So also a great place to watch the avalanche because you know you can actually watch the avalanche at the bar. Highly recommend um, you check it out. Are we gonna be there this weekend? I thought we were talking about it. I think we'll be there for one of out of either Friday or Sunday. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, Friday or Sunday we we should be there. Um if you're a dissenting opinion guy in the chat, we would love to see you there. Yeah, come come chat hockey with us. I yeah. always fun. Like never not down to chat hockey. 
So. Also, if you're the guy that agrees that that, agree, that agrees with us that the Avs are really good, they're probably going to win the cup this year. I always say probably, but that's just irrational confidence. <laughs> um, also, come to the bar and hang out. We like to talk to you guys too. Exactly. Anyone who wants to talk hockey anytime, we'll let you know when we are heading down to the bar when we know more. But that's it for today's show. We'll have a post game show both Thursday, Friday, and Sunday as well for you. So keep your eyes peeled late at night. Be sure to like and subscribe. If you like the content, if you want to hear some more dissenting opinions, hit that bell and we'll go live when you hear that bell going on. I guess it sends you an email. You won't hear it. Whatever. Same difference. Don't keep your eyes peeled. That sounds dangerous. I 